0: The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing, as we know, off the charts violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is about the
1: police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns! Guns up, giddy up! Welcome to Failure to Stop, the number one show where police meet society and culture. Today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com, GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Uh, beds made in the good old USA, starting at 35% off using that promo code, 35% off, so go and get you a ghost bed. It sleeps so good, it's scary. Today's show d de-
2: uh, what's it about today drew what's it about today what's today's show <laughs> it's about an art installation that we uh discussed a couple weeks back where um the artist gorjastani uh an iranian he was born in iran he fled with his family during the iran iraq war to where the united states of america to find freedom Uh, but he's an artist and author and, uh, he created uh, a few short films and also created an art exhibit, uh, where, uh, there are New York city phone booths that have been restored with pictures of those, uh, people of color who have been killed by police. And, uh, you can go pick up the phone and listen, listen to people's voicemails of uh, them wishing them happy birthday to kind of humanize them. His his main deal is that uh, we often talk about the deaths of these people but we 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 don't talk about the lives and that's that's uh, his take on the whole thing
1: and that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about the lives of these folks uh, who they that uh, they are trying to we're, we're going to show you what a villain these so-called heroes were when a cop create when, when a cop uh, commits a crime uh, when, when a police officer uh, does something that the, the public doesn't agree with, immediately their entire past and history, whether it's in context or out of context, is re- released to the public. Uh, however, when a real criminal fucks up and finds out, we squash it. And we put it behind a paywall if you try to look at the criminal record to almost anybody in his article there's almost a paywall you 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 can't find it there's not a single article in the first 10 pages of a google search that will let you know anything about their criminal history even though that they might have had up to uh, over 50 in some cases and in most cases over 30 encounters with law enforcement but we won't talk about it and we're going to talk about it today because we feel like if he has the right to show you what kind of hero they were we have the right to show you what kind of villain they were um and so i think this is going to be a lot of fun today if you want to support failure to stop uh very simple very simple we're not asking for your money we're not pounding on the door for money what we're asking for is a five star rating and review even if you don't like the show Uh, you can leave a review tell us why you don't like a show um, and and we'll go for it but i think it is an important show whether you agree with the topic of the week or not some weeks i'm called a right winged racist other weeks i'm referred to as a left-wing nut i try to take every side that i personally feel is correct and that's the importance about uh growing and learning is that we're all uh we're we're all engaging in some sort of discord or else we're not going to learn anything. So everything that I bring up on this show is all within good intent. And it is to bridge the gap between society and law enforcement. So if you want to support the show, if you want to keep the discourse going, is it discourse or discord? Well, discord is is. the
2: server. Discord is the server. Discourse Discourse is the conversation.
1: You're right. Discourse. I'm sorry. Let me go back. I'm a C student at best. Obviously that's why I became a cop. I didn't come a cop because I was an A student, right? Uh, But if you want to support the show, go leave that rating and review. Also, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell so that you're notified anytime that we go live. If you really want to extra support the show, all you have to do is go and become a paid member on our YouTube, which gives you backdoor access to some live entertainment. Um, I'm actually going to go behind the scenes with our paid listeners to talk all about the police gangbang that occurred where a few officers were fired and that's going to be a lot of fun Uh, so you don't want to miss that Uh, if you're a a blue collar worker if you're a first responder uh, a firefighter a dispatcher and you can't afford that three dollars a month that content will go live to you for free it's just a couple of days after that I do it behind and I don't engage you I only engage the paid members so uh, but you still get that content for free so if you want to support the show those are the ways to do it Uh, right now do we have any news do we have any news is there anything pressing in police or first responder news that you have for us true
2: well eric in in typical fashion we had news a second ago and we don't have it now because uh my the internet in my room uh is crashing but let me tell you this this is what i know uh out in la the the nephew of uh, the Black Lives Matter founder, Patrice Kalors, They don't want to use her name in the article or in the headline, but <clears throat> apparently her nephew was involved in some type of traffic accident. And oh. LA police went to, uh, it responded there and um, they investigated. Uh, he was cooperative for the most part from the beginning, from the get-go, but then just started acting sketchy and at one point walked away from their investigation. So, you can imagine things just went downhill from there. He was tased oh. as he resisted arrest, and he was brought to um, uh, a hospital for some kind of cardiac issue, okay. and four and a half hours later, he passed away. Mm-hmm. So, as you can imagine, the headlines, which uh, is a, is a uh, Greek tragedy that I'm not able to bring the headline to you that I really want to because of some technical issues i'm having i've said it
1: uh, i've been saying it for weeks now it's bound to happen we need it we need something to take away from uh the current news because if you didn't listen to last call there is some crazy stuff going down in washington dc there's some crazy stuff going down in the country and uh i i've I've been saying it i said man what we need right now is to uh, divert the attention and uh you know we need some like good race baiting anti-police news to hit the ground so you know i can't think of anything better i'd also like to point out there's a lot of athletes a lot of people doing athletic things uh expending a lot of energy that are having cardiac issues lately and this is just another one of those athletes who was uh engaging in, in some high physical activity that's just having a heart attack just dropping dead um that's strange to me Lisa, weird, weird
2: times that we're living in lisa marie presley by the way died last night of a cardiac issue so but there's nothing to imply how old is but she how old is she 54 i think wow uh anybody yeah.
1: under 55 they said don't do it at yeah. the beginning of that that whole thing they said if you're under 55 don't do it uh, even the junior, guy who patented the the vaccine said it. i would not. he said it on joe rogan
2: yeah
1: if you're under 55 if you're over 55
2: really safe and you are under 55 uh, russian uh, roulette Anytime he uh, appears on Joe Rogan to this moment, they still put a COVID-19 warning on um, Mm. Spotify. But Mm. uh, so the the headline I've recovered from a different source here, it says literally this is NBC News. It says Black Lives Matter co-founder's cousin dies after being blasted with a taser by L.A. police. How do you now, blast somebody with a taser? Now the thing I like is, that word
1: personally. True, I like it.
2: <laughs> okay, so there, but but if I, have, for, I don't have a problem with it. for the for the general public that just reads headlines, they're like, oh my god, they blasted him with a taser <laughs> and killed him with said taser by blasting him. <laughs> four hours uh, later, he died from his puncture wound. Right, he was taser blasted, and but it just so it just took four and a half hours to take effect. Apparently, the venom. <laughs> That comes from those taser. <laughs> the uh, internal pros. bleeding. <laughs> so, yeah, it must have been the internal bleeding, but he, you know, it was a cardiac issue. I think, you know, that might cover that in paragraph nine or 10. But um, it, it just, it's it, it, here we go again. In, in other words, this is, it's right in, uh, right on brand with what we're going to talk about today. It's always about the color of the skin of the person that gets killed. It's never, in, in and in we're going to talk about a couple of cases where the color of the skin matched. The officers you know with the the person that's killed but for some reason that that doesn't make the headlines it, it also doesn't make the 1-800 happy birthday phone booth for some reason uh but at any rate uh this this poor fellow you know and like look come on i mean he's a human being the human side of me is like yeah i don't want to see anybody die especially at the cops hands and the fact that this is patrice colors uh cousin probably isn't going to help cause any uh it you might think she generate,
1: shared any of that wealth with him right
2: it, it she, may generate a couple more million for her but i is mean, that 15 like, million dollar home <laughs> right did he have so, a, did he have a room in there or? i don't know I, he could have been the the guard for all i know but um was but it his
1: was, was it a real cousin or was this like a inner no. city cousin like you killed my a, cousin I, like, no, what's was, his
2: name i don't know yeah that's my cousin but I, I think um you know the fact that he was blasted as we as nbc pointed out he was blasted with this taser, uh, you know. That's, I guess, the, that's what NBC wants you to know. It's not what uh, you probably should know. And by the way, I think um, um, the um, uh, LAPD, I believe it is, has already released the body cam footage. You can watch it for yourself. I mean, Good for I don't. Them. I really don't think there's any blasting. But is there any? thing i blasted like, my wife about 10 weeks ago <laughs> what what instruments did you use like what were part of the what were the instrumentalities of blasting your wife uh I, yeah i went at her with my baton now she's pregnant
1: it was a, a blue i was in a blue chew fit i was in a, a rage induced but i was a blue fit a blue chew induced rage and i went after her with my baton she's now pregnant um and congratulations, congratulations to me, but I blasted her. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is though, is when you're a cop and you, you win a fight and you win, you win an altercation, you're having, a, you're having altercations with grown ass men. And those of you who are listening, you know, there, there's on podcasts, there's over there's thousands of people listening. And, uh, I'd like you to think how many altercations have you been in, in the last year with a grown ass man? Maybe it's one. Hopefully it's not. Um, maybe, maybe it's two if you're unlucky. I, I think if you've had three altercations with a grown-ass man in a year and you're not a law enforcement officer or first responder, uh, you, you need to to take a look inside. You need to look inside your own, you, you need to look into your mirror because uh, something's something's afoot there. Um, but a police officer will have a physical altercation in the inner cities or in low-income areas, you know, probably, let, let's say 12. 12 times a year yeah that'd be uh, safe to say about once a month um i I would mine was way higher than that i was probably around 24 (laughs) um you know maybe pushing 50 times a year i mean there were there were some times where i'd get three or four in a week um bloody knuckles broken arm i've had my teeth broken my my leg broken i've had a picture frame busted over my head twice uh one was the footprints poem uh, if we're all familiar with the footprints poem, a, a female did bust that over my head, uh, slicing off the tip of my ear. And then, um, that's an exaggeration. It just cut the top of my ear, uh, filleted a little bit, but then, uh, I was also hit with a, um, I don't know, 16 by 24 painting of Barack Obama, um, where I wore it just like a cartoon around my head. So I've been in a lot of altercations. That when was you, uh, There was a lot of hope and change involved in that situation. There was a lot of hope, a lot of change, uh that altercation started out with my president's black motherfucker. and then she smashed it over my head um and i didn't care who her president was at the time i just wanted her to stop trying to poop on me and put some clothes on um, that's reasonable i guess. really didn't want to even take her to jail just just wanted her to put that turtle head back in her asshole and put some <laughs> clothes on and uh she ended up breaking a painting of barack obama over my head so i'm i'm very close to to barack in in that sense but when you win a fight right there's this overwhelming sense of i won and when we talk about winning we're going to use words like i blasted that motherfucker in the face i blasted him with my taser and i'm okay with that because it's a morale booster all right you don't look at a UFC fighter and he says, I, um, I use the proper amount of force to win the title. No, God, beat I beat that motherfucker's him. ass. Now <laughs> I got a title belt, bitch. I knuckles blasted him <laughs> fucking five finger death punched him, baby. Uh, I got no problem with, with using words like blasted. So that's just me. But I do think it's funny that the media does uh, use it to, um, but you know what i want the media to know that yeah you can get blasted by a taser Fuck around and find out folks
2: Fuck around and find out and you can you too can be on your own phone booth yeah I, right you can get your own happy birthday message in an art installation um but <laughs> so is that the news from today
1: that's going to spiral out of control by the way that news um you're hearing it for the first time here but rest assured to you folks that that news will be News. news. Th- do we see any rioting coming out of this? Are we, uh, we going to burn shit to the ground, or can we not do that with uh, with the sitting president?
2: No, no, no. She's starting to make noise uh, along those lines. She's already saying the same thing that she, same things that she's already saying. I, I think this would be an incredible test to see if people are still buying her bullshit. Like, listen, I, I get Black Lives Matter the statement versus Black Lives Matter, matter the movement. Uh, they're two separate things, but she's already saying what she's said in the past and she's making this out to be uh, all you, you just need two ingredients. You need a a black male and the police, Uh, three ingredients. You need a death. And um, for some reason that's a license to print money for her. And it's a license to create division within the United States. And it's bullshit. It's it's hopefully America has wisened up to it and hopefully We're going to stick, because I do feel the tides are turning in the uh, truth department just a little bit. But hopefully, uh, they're going to see this for the uh, smokescreen of, you know, the classified information in in garages and, uh, you know, fake uh, business centers at at high-paid private universities. I mean, that's probably the smokescreen for this. So, we'll see. You know, Um, as a
1: white male, I'm upset because um i don't think there is any white people allowed in this exhibit and uh i don't i think reverse racism is still racism um i think we should all do things equally right we treat yep. women equally now uh, we should treat everybody equally so if if you're unarmed and killed by police uh we should put everybody up there even the Daniel white people Shaver. Um, that, that's
2: that, that is which exactly- even this artist doesn't this artist look white to you he's iranian yeah, yeah but he, that, that's not fucking white like he's got white skin he does explain that away. If I could find it in the articles that I, the original article that I read, he, he explains but you know that. What? Away. Here's the point is that it's a cash cow
1: and he fucking gets it.
2: Yeah. he's like when black people die
1: when mexican people die when anybody like dark skin and like, like dude let's go like they don't care if it's fucking mexican all they they will try to like say like oh he was he was black like he was like three percent black he's fucking black right mm-hmm. yeah. um it's, it's more of like a, a black lives there's this like a black lives thing because there's money to be made in it and these white people and black people all people are taking advantage of it even this prostitute this video I'm going to show you she doesn't see a man who she claims to be her boyfriend dying in the seat next to her all she's doing is recording a video and knowing that cha-ching 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 and if you don't see that in this video that even a black woman's doing it then uh you, you can't be helped because this is craziness also anytime they die we got that swag that comes out real quick It comes out real quick let's make some money on these t-shirts baby so if you die if you fuck around and you find out by law enforcement you too can be on a picture of a of a of a shirt just like this that's how i want to be memorialized if you're not if you're listening and you're not watching this is a red white and blue tie-dye shirt of a man with fake gold teeth grinning at the camera while sipping on some fake ass cheap champagne they couldn't find a picture of that dude uh, dropping some dom (laughs) <laughs> some Tyrion pa- instead he's 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 like crushing some like welches over here like what what is that like that's a, i mean listen i know my wine I'm telling you right now i mean at best that's a 15 bottle 15 dollar bottle of sparkling in that picture
2: <laughs> is it true they can't call that champagne because it's not from the champagne region no you can't call that champagne dude
1: i mean come on uh, bro you couldn't have photoshopped that dude to look a little bit slimmer (laughs) and he's throwing up a gang sign that's the those are the two images that you chose to put on this dude's t-shirt for his funeral come on man i'm embarrassed for
2: this dude if i was that guy i'd haunt every one of y'all what if we made shirts with our own faces on them just like that you know what I'm saying? Let's do it, bro. <laughs> With angel wings. <laughs> With, With right. angel wings. Uh, I do see uh, this article. It says, Gorgistani, who grew up in what he – this is from The Gothamist, by the way. Gorgistani, who grew up in what he described as a, quote, Section 8 immigrant melting pot, end quote, in the Bay Area. We're talking about San Francisco, said he was always heavily influenced by black people and culture. He felt that he had a responsibility to engage the Black Lives Matter movement in a positive way. He said, what I know as an immigrant from the Middle East is that everything that has been positively impacting our lives as immigrants or frankly just non-white people has always been led by black people, Gorgastani said. The civil rights movement allowed the legislation to allow for easier immigration so in a lot of ways my feeling is that we all owe black people a great duty so this is his muslims iranian like,
1: guilt muslims didn't have fucking slaves ever. yeah
2: this no, is his iranian right? guilt and i just want to i mean the first thing that came to mind and look you know we could debate this all day long um uh, there was a very famous black man that was uh, executed his name was abraham lincoln now i Oh wait a minute he was white uh so i mean maybe he's a little bit off in his history where he says everything we owe to civil rights or whatever was led by black people um if if it just doesn't match if the if if the system that is so systemically racist um is white supremacist then how are any of these how is any legislation getting through so it's it's not it like make your argument that it's all black people doing everything for black people and for Iranians and Iranian artists specifically. Uh, I, I make the argument that that's bullshit. That's pure bullshit. Like I think that all the civil rights we can,
1: we can owe to what we learn from rap music. What, uh, what rappers bring to us through song yeah. is what creates civil rights, not domestic violence or gang violence, but, no. uh, but it really does a lot of betterment um to our society having really good wholesome rap music um i always say that music plays a big part in everything and, uh-huh. and your kids behavior has to do a lot with the music they listen to it's not just rap music it's all music music can be very influential in a negative way and you have to be careful what your children listen to because they are absolutely influenced by it uh i believe in a rating i think that, that you should be 18 years or older To download certain songs from iTunes or Spotify. And I'm not talking about rap music. I'm talking about any kind of music. Because there's a lot of music out there that can cause your kids, your very influential kids, to do some really, really bad things. Um, but rap is one of those things that's like we're all into it right now. The kids are into it. And here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. You think TikTok, you think Instagram isn't coming for your kids you're crazy they're putting out content that sticks in kids minds now think about the content that's going out on tiktok and think about the demographic that they're trying to
2: reach okay just think about all that tiktok is uh is spyware from the chinese that that was a that was a story that was released prior to 2016 like when first when tiktok first hit the market i deleted it from my phone at that point when i first heard it but it was like almost an underground story like it was a conspiracy theory at that point and then of course once somebody got elected and they looked deeper into it sure enough and then and now we've banned it from all government uh you know even some local governments have banned TikTok from any of their phones and um and and truth if you see the um algorithm for what chinese children are fed on TikTok versus what american children are fed on TikTok um you know i mean my my uh My 13-year-old stepdaughter is definitely not learning maths Um, via TikTok. She's uh, definitely obsessed with Tay-Tay, which is all good. I mean, you know, that's not necessarily the devil's music, but I mean, um, perhaps it's more of a learning culture or conditioned to, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the Communist Party of China, but they're conditioning their children to be patriotic or to work for the government or to... And that's not the focus of TikTok in the United States. The focus of TikTok in the United States is to call some dude with a penis ma'am. Yeah. I mean, uh, my kids have a TikTok account just for their skating videos. Um,
1: and I assure you that the only thing looked at on there or that searched for on there is skateboarding related videos. It's only for my kids. However, every other video is some kind of overly sexualized yeah. video. Why? Well, you know, if 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 all you're looking up, why is the algorithm putting overly sexualized anything uh, onto this thing? And 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 a lot of it has to do with milfs and mommies. Um, I assure you, I, I I've never gotten on TikTok TikTok to look up the word milf. I've never got on there to look up cougar. I've never uh, hovered over those videos because I know that this account is for my kids and it's for them to look at in the back seat. And I don't have a personal TikTok account, so why is all this? over mommy, mommy, uh, which is, by the way, older people fucking younger people. It's a whole thing, guys. But let's jump into today's show. That's a different show all on its own. I want to talk about today's show where we're going to go through all these uh, so-called heroes um, who have been made to look heroic and the cops have made to look like villains. We're going to show you both sides. We're going to show you uh, who the real villain is. Now, before we get started... In a lot of these videos because a lot a lot of these these guys end up dead from the same reasons all right there's a there's an overlying theme here um and you should teach your kids these themes like hey here's the ingredients of how to get killed by the cops all right so if you want to bake a cake that results in you getting murdered by police Follow these steps, okay? All these guys have pretty much put the same ingredients into the same bowl, and the same outcome has, has come for them. But let me tell you, uh, let me tell you something about somebody who's about to kill you. Let me tell you a real life story from a real life cop about what somebody acts like right before they try to kill you. It was um, I don't know what day of the week. Let's just say it was definitely middle of the week. It wasn't a weekend. Uh, wasn't a and weekends different. There's a different attitude that police officers have over the weekend. We expect crime to go up over the weekend. A Friday night, we expect shit to kind of pop off. But on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, we kind of let our guard go down just a little bit. People are having to get up early for work. They're not really hitting the sauce hard during the week. Some people are, but m- most people aren't, right? Everybody is on the weekend. So that's why the weekend is just a little bit, it's a different feeling. This was a weekday night. Maybe it was a Tuesday, maybe it was a Wednesday, possibly a Thursday. And and we're patrolling for a community-based policing program that eventually got so bad during the community policing initiative, the homicide rate went up almost 20%. And so they called off the project and everybody that was on the project, they said, now we're going after guns because we've been on this project for over 60 days and the crime rate has skyrocketed. So fuck the open hand of kindness. Go get guns and drugs. We all look like idiots. I document this all in my book pretty well. That's coming out at some point, maybe in the spring. What's the name so of that we, book,
2: Eric? What's that? What's the name of that book?
1: Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story. Hmm. So this this story is actually in the book. But uh, we we patrolled this area where the, where the the shooting rate has gone up significantly. And so as we pull down this dark road where we've probably had three shootings in the course of less than a month, a car that was blacked out, meaning that it didn't have any lights, tail lights or anything lights, decides to, to, to pull off at a high rate of speed, still not turning their lights on, making a quick right-hand turn after blowing through a stop sign, making a very quick left-hand turn, blowing a stop sign and out onto a main road. And so that makes a police officer go, hmm, okay. Lights eventually turned on. And so we start to pursue this vehicle, which we then conduct a traffic stop for blowing two stop signs and for traveling at a high rate of speed. Again, we're not trying to pace the car to see exactly how fast it's going because I'm trying to see if the car is stolen. I'm running its license plate. License plate comes back to a gentleman who I then want to see his criminal record before I go up and engage him. Got to know if I'm about to get shot. I want to know if this guy's a gang member. I want to know as much about this person who's fleeing two stop signs after seeing me and going on a high rate of speed down the road. It's an unknown speed. All this will be used against the police in court. How fast was he going? Why don't you know how fast he's going? Well, here's why. Why is it important to know his criminal history? Well, let me tell you, if you're going into a neighborhood that's known for three homicides and you're going after a car that's done all these suspicious things, when you want to know, what you're about to get yourself into and sure enough the driver did have a really great criminal record had a lot of things on that record he was young probably 18 or 19 years old we stopped the car and my partner approached the driver's side window i went to the back pillar in the back window and the passenger was so fixated on my partner who was at the driver's side window that he never looked back and saw me and so i was looking down in the window and he had no idea was there But what I noticed was that his jugular vein in his neck was pulsing out of his skin. Challenge you to look at the person nearest to you and see if you can see his jugular bouncing out of his neck. More probably than not, the answer is no. But in this case, this guy's neck was beating like a drum and I could see it. And so I tell the young, I, I don't say anything. And so the my partner is asking for license and registration. And I notice that there is a gun in the pocket of the passenger. It's a perfectly shaped skinny jeans that was sagging just above his pubic line. And there was a perfect shape of what appeared to be a pistol in this young man's pants. He begins to tap on the pistol that's inside of his pocket with his thumb. Doing like this a very nervous twitch and at this point i notice that's a gun and he's tapping on it now he wasn't tapping on it before why is he tapping on the gun so i tap on the window with my metallic flashlight and it scares the young man and he looks at me and i say homie put your hands on the dashboard so he puts his hand on the dashboards and i say driver with the mechanical button to your left with your left hand roll the window down and the driver does so and i look at the young man and i say young man what i see in your pocket appears to be a firearm so my instructions you need to listen to very carefully he interrupts me with saying oh hell nah i knew we were about to be killed by these white police officers and i said young man stop real quick i don't want this to escalate into something but what i see in your pocket what i perceive to be in your pocket is a firearm he cuts me off again he says it's a cell phone i said i don't care what it is but what i see in your pocket is a gun so the only way that you get out of this alive is keeping your hands on that dash and listening to every word that i say do you understand and he said oh great get me a black officer i got a cop out here ready to kill a black man over a cell phone i said sir that might be a cell phone in your pocket we're going to find out here shortly but in the meantime i perceive it as a gun and he goes oh oh, oh you just want to kill an n-word you just out here trying to kill an n-word and he starts yelling into my my vest as if it has a body camera he's trying to kill me over my cell phone i said sir i'm not trying to kill you over anything what i'm doing is giving you instructions on how not to get killed in the next five minutes and so i say what's going to happen now young man is i want you to take your left hand and i want you to slowly place it on the back of your head And I want to take your right hand and I want you to slowly put it out the door. And he says, no, I ain't moving. You're going to kill me. Get me a black officer. So I said, sure. That's fine. As long as you don't move, I'll get you a black officer. Because I didn't want to escalate this any further. So I got on the radio and I said, Raleigh, can we get a black officer to my location? And I said, we'll wait for a black officer. Well, homeboy moves his hands off the dashboard. And so I ripped the door open and I pull my gun out and I yell at him to get his hands back on the fucking dashboard. So he does. And I said, man, what was the discussion we just had? I told you not to move your hands and you did it anyway while we're waiting for a black officer. And he said, "Yo, my arms are getting tired. And I said, then take your left hand and slowly put it behind your head. And so he put his left hand behind his head. And I said, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Do not move your right hand until I tell you to do so. And I holstered my firearm. As soon as my heart holstered my firearm, he went for the gun. Mm-hmm. I grabbed him by his dreadlocks and I pushed him out onto the ground and he rolled over to his stomach yelling, it's a cell phone. It's a cell phone. It's a cell phone. As I repeatedly punched him in the side of the head, he turned his head away from me so that I had to reach around and get my entire body over his head while holding onto his elbow and continually punching his earlobe. And I'm thinking with every punch, I'm going to jail over punching a man at least eight, nine, 10, 11 times in the side of the head, hammer fisting, where I had to switch my grip because my hand was hurting. I was punching him so many times. My partner came around and began to wrestle him. And my partner began to throw knee spears into his face. The man turned his face towards me and he looked at me and I had the most beautiful, clear uppercut shot where his head could go nowhere but back, and I aimed to punch that dude's head off of his shoulders. I punched him as hard as I possibly could, his eyes rolled into the back of his head, his head slammed onto the concrete completely unconscious, and my partner recovered a stolen 380 pistol from his pocket, and zero cell phones. The next night, I was called into a supervisor's office, and when I got into the office, there wasn't one supervisor, but three supervisors so we want to talk about what happened last night how many times did you punch that man in the face in the head and i was immediately angry i was angered that they would question me i said i don't know i haven't written my report yet and i haven't even seen the footage but i punched him a lot and they said do you think you were justified in punching him that many times in the face I said, yes, I do. And he said, when that man turned his head towards you and you reared back with all of your might and you punched him so hard that you grunted on the camera like a tennis player, did you feel like you were justified in doing that when you had no evidence of a gun? I'm very angrily and sarcastic. I said, yeah, and i do it again. And I said, there was a fucking gun. They said, yeah, but it was a hunch, wasn't it? I said, yeah, but I could see the shape of the gun. But you didn't know it was a gun, did you? I said, no, I didn't fucking know it was a gun. And they said, exactly, but you thought it was a gun, right? You thought it was a gun so much so that you hit that guy with all of your might. Did you not? And I said, yeah. And they said, then why the fuck didn't you shoot him? And I said, excuse me? they said, why didn't you pull your sidearm out and shoot that guy in the back of his fucking head? I said i'm confused i'm really confused what's going on here because I, I feel like i'm in trouble and i don't know how to answer this i don't even know if i should lawyer up at this point point. and now you're saying that i should have shot this guy and they said yeah you knew with everything inside of your soul that he had a gun and that's why you punched him as hard as you possibly could while your partner was physically fighting a gun out of his hand and out of his pocket what if your partner would have gotten shot through the jeans and it would have hit him in the pelvis paralyzing him or even worse killing him you gambled you knew that there was a gun there, and yet you didn't shoot him, and you hit him so hard that you can't move your hand this morning. Look how swollen and how black and blue your hand is, homie. Why didn't you kill him? And I said, because what if it wasn't a gun? They said, we're past that, man. We're past that. When you hit him that hard, you could have killed him. You got to stop gambling with your fist. And they sent me to remedial training to show me that when you perceive something to be a gun and how to articulate myself into shooting him. If you watch these videos here, there's a lot of similarities. I'm not reaching for my gun, I'm not reaching for my gun, I'm not reaching for my gun, stop reaching for your gun, bang, 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 and the news article says he was yelling the entire time that he wasn't reaching for his gun. Right. In the same case I was in, homie was yelling repeatedly that it was a cell phone. And had I had shot him, that would be the only voice that was heard to the American public. He was last heard screaming by the public, it's a cell phone, it's a cell phone. And at the very bottom of the article, they'll write, after a very boring two paragraphs of some other nonsense and judicial language that will stop the reader from going on, they will put in very fine print that there was a gun recovered from the scene, alleged to be stolen. And we're going to go and we're going to look at all these. So while while they're yelling on these videos, they know that they're doing something else. The cop doesn't just shoot them because they are not reaching for a gun. All right? I'm going to play this video, and I'm going to turn it over to Drew because he's done the majority of the research on this. But I'm going to play this. This is a three-minute tape, and I want it to beat home exactly what we're talking about. Now, while you're watching this tape, and, and Drew's going to break it down for us but while you're reaching this tape imagine that this is your boyfriend imagine this is your husband imagine if this is your best friend imagine if this is your Drew Breezy imagine if this is your Andrea Uplate or uh, your Sarah Kelch this is your friend and ask yourself how would I behave how would I behave in this situation would it be the way that this so-called girlfriend is acting let's go ahead and play that tape Elijah Well,
2: sir well, how are you? The reason I put the drawer is you, your brake lights are out. So you all have one activated, uh, active brake light, and that's going to be your passenger side one. Your third brake light, which is up here on top, and then on this one back here, is going to be out. You have your license insurance?
1: Just a normal traffic stop for those
0: of you Sorry, who, I, who are I, listening. I do have a okay. firearm okay. on. Don't, don't reach for it then. Don't pull it out. I'm
2: not out. Not. Don't pull it out. Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Oh my don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Get the baby you're out of here. Stay with me. We got pulled over for a busted tail light in the back. And the police. He's he's covered. He, he killed my friend. He's okay, licensed. He's
1: carried. To, he's licensed to carry. Pause the video. This is a live video from inside the car while her husband, our boyfriend, so called boyfriend, is screening, leaning on her, asking her for help. He's covered in blood, holding bullet wounds, and she's faced. Cameron, selfieing herself, hovering over his body. He's still alive. He's very much alive. His eyes are open and he's begging for help. And she's leaning over him, and he's leaning on her simultaneously as he is she is selfieing over his wounds. And this is what she's saying on her live stream video. hit play.
0: He was trying to get out his ID and his wallet out his um pocket, and he let the officer know that he was re- he had a firearm and he was reaching for his wallet, and the officer just shot him in his arm. We're waiting Can't for him back. I will, sir. No worries. I will. He just—he's
1: not his shot his arm in the arm, off. by the way. He's shot in the chest. He got
0: pulled over on her. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand open. He had—you told him to get his Cop ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh my God! Please don't tell me he's dead. Please don't tell me my boyfriend just went like that. Keep
1: your hands where they are, please. Yes, She's I will, sir. I'll keep my
0: hands where they are. Please don't tell me this, Lord. Please, Jesus, don't tell me that he's gone. Please don't tell me that he's gone. Please, officer, don't tell me that you just did this to him. You shot four bullets into him, sir. He was just getting his license and
1: registration, sir. He doesn't have a license or registration for the vehicle. Okay, let's go ahead and pause it. It's pretty much over there. He's died. Just really quick history on this. This guy has over 50 driving offenses for driving without a license, with an unregistered vehicle, and without insurance. Okay? so what was he reaching for he has no license and he has no registration
2: okay true go ahead and take it away from us I've talked way too much this is why this is really it's quite confusing this this case in general I first of all you know there is a human side of me and I do s- sympathize with this guy I mean a traffic offender is a traffic offender who cares he doesn't need to die but at the same time he's got a gun on a traffic stop we uh we can't call this an unarmed black man Uh, death and um, one of the observations I have uh, immediately is that everything was very calm between the two. The interaction was very calm in between the two until that officer saw something he perceived as a threat. I mean, the guy told him, you know, this is where uh, in self-debate, like generally people who have guns don't tell you they have guns. They tell you they have cell phones and this guy literally said i have a gun um so he's he so the officers literally telling him don't reach for it, don't reach for it now i know that there was controversy uh, i don't remember the toxicology report um th- there's question of whether he may have been a little high and perhaps he was going for his license or thought he was going for his license but in actuality, his motor skills were, were taking him to the gun that he was talking about because that is a divided attention kind of exercise. Like, okay, thank you for telling me you have a gun. Don't go for the gun. Give me your license. Okay. And he goes straight for the gun. That's kind of what we saw with Daniel Shaver, isn't it? I mean, when they were playing uh, Simon Says with that guy's life. So, um, but, but at what point – you know, is the officer culpable on? The, like it, how is the officer supposed to know that even though he broadcasts the fact that he has a gun, that he's um, not gonna uh, shoot him with it? I mean, so there's that confusing factor. One, two, uh, I, I do understand that um that he was a a good soul. He worked in uh, he worked in a cafeteria at a high school. He used to buy. Uh, kids' lunches all the time. He used to put, pitch in lunches. There's a charity now that has started in his name to benefit kids who, you know, are a little bit short on cash and, and buy them lunch. So, um, you know, sometimes good people die young and some, sometimes people, uh, good people make mistakes. Sometimes uh, good police officers make mistakes too. And there's a criminal justice system that is put in place to do that. And some say that it's systemically racist. But in this case, in the case of Philando Castile, who was 32 years old when he was killed, Uh, the officer, Geronimo Yanez, who you saw on there, who was handling his business from get-go and then elevated very quickly, um, was tried. He was charged with, um, I believe, I I can't remember the charge. I think it was like uh, an involuntary manslaughter or something to that effect. And um, so he was tried. And there was on the jury, it was a jury of his peers because he's the one that's being tried but there were two black people on the jury and uh the first go-around of deliberations it was like 10 to 2 to acquit him and then eventually the other two decided to join the other 10 and it just became uh, completely unanimous not guilty they acquitted him uh because the facts that were presented before them even though he was he was um um indicted and arrested and incarcerated and everything else for this uh crime uh alleged crime that they charged him with he, he took it to trial and the jury's is like no you, what 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 you're uh saying is um not <laughs> consistent with criminal activity they even said that some of the jurors interviewed that were interviewed afterwards said something to the effect of um we now know the difference between uh like negligence and criminal negligence and culpable negligence, like they dove, they dove deep. I mean, I, I don't envy anybody on that jury. So um, they made the decision that they made and he was acquitted. So when we talk about justice for Philando or justice for so-and-so, this is, uh, th- there was justice served in the case. He, he was tried. That's th- justice and revenge are two completely different things. Now, when it comes to the the passenger seat, I I under I recognize the danger of the little girl in the back seat. I, I would hope that Philando Castile would be smart enough to not put that little girl in danger, um, but it, it ended the way it ended, and and nobody will know what he was thinking now. Uh, but I find it very odd that she was on Facebook Live to begin with. Like I, I I'm not I don't think. I'm victim-shaming here, She's she is Facebook-living a traffic stop. She's either trying to affect the traffic stop one way or another, you know, uh, if it's a matter of accountability for the officer or whatever. Uh, or, I mean, you know, one could wonder, and you don't have to if you don't want to, but you could wonder, was she filming this thing knowing he was going to pull the gun out? I mean, who knows why she was filming? Um, I I do understand that she seemed uh, kind of eerily calm while she was describing what she was seeing. Um, But again, this this really kind of gets back to um, when you're witnessing a traumatic situation, everybody has a different reaction. So whether she thought he was shot in the arm or not, he was still shot and she's very calm. I'm not going to read too far into that. I, I, I think that she was like unusually calm. Given the, the danger she was in at the time as well, I think the partner should have been working hard on pulling the little girl out of the backseat, which he did eventually, and pulling her out of the car as well. Uh, you could hear sirens in the background, so they're already getting medical attention on the way. But what's important in that video that you just showed, Eric, if you'll look in the upper right hand corner, there are minutes and seconds, and you can tell where this went wrong. And within X amount of seconds, that gun had come out of the holster and bullets were fired so that's how quickly life works and here we sit scrutinizing the traffic stop from whatever perspective just like the people in the courtroom did just like the the lawyers at the police department did or the city or or the 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 the, the people that filed lawsuits on behalf of philando castile did and they all do it in the comfort of a a, you know a residence in knoxville tennessee with low lights and the heater on and a fake fireplace in the corner or whatever it's all done at our time with a rewind button and everything else it's not done in the seconds that uh, officer yanez had to make that split second decision and what he saw he saw and we can't we can't change what he saw we don't know what he saw
1: we can't change what he saw well but what i like your point there being that uh life can happen in a matter of seconds and seconds, especially if you are a law enforcement officer. And that's why it is important for you to always be well rested, well, new, well fed and at your physical best, because you never know when that split second decision is going to have to be made. And you want to make that split decision having, Uh, all the advantages possible. And that is why we advocate that you sleep on a ghost bed, beds that are made in the good old USA. We love ghost bed. They've been a loyal sponsor since day one, baby. Um, uh, Our favorite part is that they're made in the good old. Help me out here, Drew. USA.
2: USA. USA.
1: USA. 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 Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I can't stop, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. One of our favorite parts about Ghostbed is that each mattress has that killing technology. So if you get hot like we do down here, down here in the South, these babies are a lifesaver. Ghostbed also offers bundles so that you can get everything you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses and pick your bundle. Whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all, I won't eat all. I want, I want it all, all as well. All.
2: And, I, and I, want I
1: want it all. Now. It now now well, can. Please. uh like their cooling pillows and their sheets you can get the best bang you can get the best blast for your buck right now ghost bed is blasting an offering a flash sale 40, uh, 30 for, 35% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base if you use that promo code WOLFPACK at ghostbed.com forward slash WOLFPACK. 30% off of everything if you use the promo code WOLFPACK at ghostbed.com forward slash WOLFPACK. You can get a mattress $35 a month, zero down, zero percent financing. That's if you have uh, dispatcher credit uh, in honor of uh, comp Center, ghostbed.com forward slash WOLFPACK. Get you a bed that sleeps so good it's scary
2: um
1: <laughs> uh, back to business at hand next up on this memorial um uh that was created by a white guy from iran um we have the name of uh, let's let's go to Sandra Bland this is a good one this is a good one that's on the memorial old sandra bland so uh the arrest of sandra bland which is a 28 year old african american woman um, it's a 39-second clip. Uh, this happened out of um what, Dallas Fort Worth?
2: Yeah, it was in Texas. I don't know if it was Dallas so, yeah, Fort Worth. But. Yeah. Uh
1: it shows uh, or, you know, the 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 video doesn't show what happens before, but in the cell phone video, she is very, very noncompliant. Why are you pulling me out of the car? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Da. da, 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 da. Um, asking a lot of questions. Now, in most states, I know here in the state of North Carolina, we can ask you to step out of the car for whatever reason we want to we don't have to have a reason to have you outside of your car and every cop is different some cops prefer their traffic stop with somebody not in the car um if we're on the side of the highway if we're on the side of, uh, of a four lane in uh, a capital boulevard newburn avenue i'm probably going to get you out of the car and on the side of the road because i don't want to stand at your window and have faith that some other driver's not going to careen into me all right so doesn't matter the law is the law an officer can step you out of the vehicle for whatever she wants. She doesn't want to abide by that law. She doesn't want to get out. And so she argues incessantly. They finally get her out and she's arrested. Um, I'm not sure why she's right. By the way, don't ever do I, this with a fucking state trooper, by the way. Yeah, I, don't I'm play not.
2: Around. Uh, I, I'm not trying to correct you. I think the, the what comes to mind is that um, I think it was his dash cam, maybe his body cam. Uh, she lit up a cigarette he pulled her out of the car and she loved a cigarette and he was like, please don't smoke in front, you know, in my presence or whatever. And they argued over that. And he's like, okay, it was, it was like a POP kind of like, okay, we're done here. We're we're done having this discussion. Now she, she had apparently uh, made some anti-police postings or something prior to that. So she already had, she was already affected by society going into this traffic stop, I guess is my point. So, um i think the cigarette was the crux of her arrest
1: um another story in my book uh won't tell the whole story but uh, the gentleman uses his cigarette as a weapon and he puts it out on my partner's throat um before he flees so um lots of reasons why you shouldn't smoke in front of an officer uh secondhand smoke you know we don't want that we've got kids we got families and i don't want my uniform smelling like trashy cigarettes all day either way it doesn't really matter um she's evidently not compliant with anything that this officer says she's ultimately arrested. She commits suicide in jail. Um, a few days later. So uh, I'm not exactly sure why we're upset
2: here. Why does this one make the memorial? Was she killed by police? She was killed by herself. It's it's they played the word game where they call it an in custody death.
1: Oh, oh. So Epstein was an in custody death. wow arguably he's not
2: dead no no he's not dead he's not he's he's in room 602 here at the residence (laughs) in knoxville he's not dead he'll be Uh, down sugar mountain
1: at noon yeah he's he's getting some hot cocoa (laughs) down there with his fucking 15 year old girlfriend um (laughs) so sandra bland she's next on the list uh killed by police i don't know not uh, debatable i'd say no she got arrested for doing dumb shit she goes to jail she kills herself were you picking up on the ingredients yet like maybe we just (laughs) obey what the cop says right off the bat maybe we don't have 50 encounters with police officers you know the more encounters you have with a shark the more likely you're gonna get bit remember uh remember the crocodile hunter remember the uh steve Irwin. steve Irwin. you know I always said man eventually that dude's fucking luck's gonna gonna run out (laughs) you fuck around with these guys long enough one of them's gonna get you one of them's gonna get you baby and it happened all right had he had not fucked around with these animals that can kill you, he wouldn't have died, right? Um, just like if if you're a skydiver. You you know, you you know, right? Like you it's know that shit's time. coming. Like yeah. the more you do it, eventually it's gonna kill you, right? Like you know that. You know it. We all know it. Rock climbers the same thing. Like that shit kills you, dude. Eventually it's gonna kill you. So, you know, the more encounters you have with police, you know, one of those is gonna kill you um don't do it you know maybe do it once maybe do it twice you know get your thrills once or twice then call it call it good don't test your luck don't keep testing your luck let's go on the next one on the list uh we got Stepan. by the way is that a misspelling was mom high on crack when she named him stephan is that how you
2: spell that's a weird spelling (laughs) Step several on. ways to spell step on I guess. we had a I brian mean-
1: we had a brian on our thing his mom spelled his name wrong she spelled it brain b-r-a-i-n so we'd call him brain he'd be like my name's brian Be like no nope, your name is brain homie it's was not our smart? fault no fucking no he got shot on the side of the road oh no gang related um clark was a father of two he went by the name zoblo let me uh let me add another ingredient a nickname. Anytime you've got a street name, that's an ingredient that you might die in a street related incident. Don't have a street name. It could be a motorcycle gang member name, it could be a regular gang member name. But if you've got a street name, it ups your chances of getting killed by police 25%.
2: Right? Red, <laughs> Chit, Sleazy, Jit, yeah, Doc,
1: mm. Grumpy. Oh, I'm sneezy. Um sneezy. My Dash always favorite up. is when they're like, man, that over there is Angel. Like, it doesn't look like an Angel. Why do y'all call him Angel? Because he's the Angel of Death. Oh, shit. Spoiler, Angel fucking died on the like 300 block of, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> that's real. He really did Keep die
1: r- <laughs> with four with four rocks and a gun in his hand.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I had, I had a CI by the name of Angel. Uh, he was my first CI, as a matter of fact, and he introduced me to a biker to to do a hand-to-hand of crack cocaine, so Angel I, brought me to crack cocaine. Don't have a fucking street name, man. Don't do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. My buddy's in, like, a military uh,
1: motorcycle club, you know, with the cuts and everything, which I, I fucking think all that is really stupid, by the way. Um, I know a lot of you guys are in it. You guys are the Blue Daggers, you know, fucking – red dragons you yeah, know whatever dude you got street names which means you're 25 percent likely to die doing street hood rat shit. so um you know for uh you know you know for pipe hitter you know hose dragger all you guys out there you know slappy cuffs like doesn't exclude you guys <laughs> all right you're rolling around with fucking, like gang colors and shit, acting like gang members probably gonna your, your chances of getting gang related <laughs> Dying on the streets, street related death goes up, dude. Twenty (laughs) five percent, thirty five percent. Do the check the science on it. Toxicology reports that ZO, (laughs) Zoblo. um, Imagine this, right? Like, is if 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 Zoblo isn't foretelling, right? If that's not like jumping ahead here, um, he had traces of of cocaine in his system. (laughs) A little bit of blow in his system when he died. (laughs) Wonder if that's why they called him Zoblo.
2: if his name was white horse uh peaceful sleep do you think he would have heroin in his system if they called him booger sugar <laughs> if his name was booger booger sugar <laughs> do
1: you think he'd have cocaine in his system uh he had can he had uh, cannabis and codeine he had the three c's man he was part of the ccc not the kkk the ccc cocaine cannabis codeine club um uh, but he was found in his urine, multiple leaders in the community, whatever. Uh, but when a police arrived at his apartment, Clark wasn't there. Um, so the, the whole incident here is that, uh, step Han, I can't stop with that stupid fucking name. Uh Zoblo. Let me just call him by Zoblo because Stepan sounds ridiculous. Um, as if Zoblo doesn't. Uh Stepan just he likes to beat on girls, man. He likes he likes that domestic violence shit. Old Stepan's so mad that his mom gave him a shitty name, he takes it out on women that are like his mom. I bet you when he punches him in the face, he's like, Why'd you name me Stepan? Now I gotta go by Zoblo. This is your fault, mom. She's like, I'm not your mom. I'm <laughs> right. your baby mama. And he's like, shut the fuck up, bitch.
2: And she's. Uh, it was supposed to be Steven, you idiot. She was Nobody like. calls me step on. Step off, step on. <laughs> step off.
1: Step <laughs> off. Great movie. Great movie. Um, but officers found old Clark beating on a girl named Manny. She had extensive injuries to her face. There was also a hole in the wall. Because it's the wall's fault that he's got a stupid name. Clark was already on probation from two other domestic violence convictions, one conviction of assault with a deadly weapon, and he invaded police just a few days prior to this incident. So, what are huh. our ingredients? Run-ins with the law was that like a big one right there? Seems like like co- it. committing crimes and like multiply multiple times running into to the law could be coincidental. Um, by the way, uh, the reason why I don't beat my wife is because I have a cool name. Eric's a cool name. I ain't got to name your kids something cool and they won't have to beat women for the rest of their life. Uh, Clark pleaded no contest to a robbery case filed in 2014. He received five years of probation, <laughs> uh, which he violated, shocker, uh, in 2015. And it was reinstated again in August, 2017. This guy can't stop fucking up, man. This dude can't stop fucking up uh in 2015 clark was arrested for what police called procuring someone for the purposes of prostitution Pimp. he's like man i really want to beat a chick right now because the lady at the bank she called me step on she called by my <laughs> government name Now i gotta go get a prostitute so i can go fuck her up because i'm mad that my name is not step on and the woman at the bank won't call me by my my real name steven <laughs> no son that's On. no it's stefan no it's step Han. Your name's spelled wrong. Idiot. 2016. He was arrested on a charge of battery of a cohabitant. And somebody who fucking ate this guy so much. He was like, no, nah, that ain't my boyfriend. <laughs> Fuck that guy. A cohabitant. You know what a cohabitant is, right?
2: Right. That's that prosty.
1: Can,
2: That's that prosty. who doesn't want to admit to being a prosty. Right. Yeah. If, no, it's we the, if it's not we the same do. sex. I mean, because those are just called roommates, but I mean, like if it's, it just means that she hasn't had a child by him yet. I mean, <laughs> so we're not lying. So he's still a free agent. She's still a free agent. Yeah, just a co- they're just cohabitants.
1: cohabitants. <laughs> I love the wording, man. I love the wording. He pleaded right. no contest. He was like, man, fuck yeah, I beat that bitch down. Just before his death, Clark had filed motion to have his probation and sentence modified. He had finished a batter's treatment. How many batter's treatment programs have you had to go to? Just the one. Just the one. Yeah. I learned my lesson after mine. Yeah. God, if you're going to a batter's treatment program and you're still beating women, I don't know that you deserve to be on this you earth anyway. You obviously didn't pay attention. How many women deserve it at this point?
2: Hmm.
1: You think hmm. the chances are that in these four cases, I just read, you think that all four deserve to
2: get their hmm. ass whooped. And that's the vicious cycle that's going to be get more, you know, violent, children in this world that grow up to be resistant to law enforcement because they think that the deck is loaded against them and it's you know it's just it's a cycle of abuse that so manny calls the police because this dude beat her face in
1: and he takes off running and he runs into a backyard and you can see it on the helicopter and he reaches into his waistband for a cell phone and he gets shot and killed by police um but a good guy, great guy, old on, Leave a message. Call the phone booth and leave Stepan a message. Happy birthday. Um, thank you for all you've done for women's rights here in the United States in your time and your short thirty-something years on this planet. Thank you for all you did for the women. We speak your name. We speak your name, Stepan. Rest in peace, brother. Now, listen. This isn't me just cherry picking names.
2: These are the first names that they put on the list. They, I'm, like, I'm just going in order. <laughs> like, no, I, I'll be honest too, Eric. The, the, look, I'll give a producer credit to my friend Abby Ellsworth who who pointed me in the right direction of this article. Um, and I, when I read the article, and then I called you with the excitement that I called you with, um, it, it was like the first name that was mentioned in the article. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, at any okay. It was the, the name was Mario Woods. I hope I'm not skipping around here, but no, Mario, no, Mario Woods is on, yeah, he's, he's okay. Mario list. Woods was the first name that was mentioned in the article because apparently a family member of his came to visit the memorial, right? Okay, he's so, the fourth. He's on the fourth on the list. I'm looking at. I'm looking at a list from Vogue. Okay, yeah, I I, I, I used the Gothamist article. New York Times did an article. So at any rate, I I, I Google you know Mario Woods. I don't remember that all of these shootings, and that's another point. Like when you see a T-shirt with all of their names on it. Um, think about that. Like Sandra Bland's included in that. She committed suicide uh, often. Trayvon Martin Martin is often included in that. He wasn't even killed by police. So, but when you think about it, they all fit on the front side of a t-shirt. Well, hello. I mean, like it it goes back to 20, (laughs) 2009. all the way to 2023 and they all fit on the front side of a t-shirt that you can visibly read it's not the smallest font we're not talking about the vietnam memorial here no we're not in the like yeah right you're not just gonna scrape so the in the last yeah i mean just think about the last police officer that was killed was what Tuesday. I mean, so, you know, we're talking about the span of 12 or 14 years on a a t-shirt. It's, it's not that I, it's not that I'm saying, okay, well, we're police officers. We're always right. And we should care less about killing people or black people or killing black people. Well, that's, that's not the case at all. The case is these are so highlighted, like blasted by taser. And it's always, it's always a white officer killing a black officer, except in some of these cases, by the way, but. All of a sudden, it just becomes a, a we're an epidemic, as it was once. Um, in one of the articles I read, it was it was labeled an epidemic of police violence against Black people. What's more of an epidemic is people just dropping from fucking heart attacks two years after getting a vaccine. That's yeah. an epidemic. Uh, um, the epidemic may be social in nature because it's uh, it, the, the thread that we've shown today is the resistance to law enforcement. I mean, Philando is, uh, again, that's that's debatable, but still. How is it debatable? How is Philando fucking well, debatable? I, he pulled a fucking gun out on a traffic stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with resistance to law enforcement. On his 50th He's, fucking traffic stop. Yeah. That's, 51st. I get it. I I understand that. I don't, I don't think that's a death offense, but I I understand what you're saying, I do, I get what you're saying. I mean, I I, I don't don't,
1: think that that dude wasn't reaching for that
2: gun. I don't know. I I, I truly don't know. I know that it played out the way it played out and the officer was found not guilty. That's all I know about it. Like, I don't know if he was going to kill him. I don't know if he was, I, I do know that the officer, it did not appear to me if I were on that jury, that the officer had any intention of hurting anybody. No so well, let, obviously let me ask you this
1: boy that said that they did a cell phone in his pocket i had my gun in his face he was going to kill you and then i put my gun away and he, he, he going to kill hand. you eric I, there, right. there's no question and he and, and he was uh 17 years old i think he was 18 years old
2: um it, it's very possible that he was going to shoot just to get away like i think that's what he, it was i think he was going to shoot his way to get to, to get away um, to distract or something but but he was going to use the firearm the that he firearm. had i mean yeah. there's no uh, there is a no reason on earth whatsoever to no, tell not. you a gun is a cell phone that's that's the dumbest thing you could do one right. and two um by the way uh any young officers listening and and if you're if you ever find yourself in that position that Eric was in being counseled by people who are telling you to kill people uh just remember this and and I'm not trying to confuse you but just because you can use deadly force doesn't mean you should use yeah now force. listen when i went to the uh
1: when they when they sent me to this like um when, when, when they want me
2: to go to like a remedial thing I, I really had no problem with it
1: right because the swat team guys let it or whatever i really didn't see and, and and these guys liked me a lot yeah and i had a lot i mean you'll see in my book i had a lot of issues <laughs> like there was a lot of things that were going through through my brain at the time there was a pass there was an extensive history of me just doing things wrong fucking things up uh, almost getting cops killed because of lackadaisical errors trusting people too much then getting too aggressive because i was you know there, there was a lot of things that a young cop as a young cop i had to to work through, and that's why I wrote the book Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story, because I think a lot of cops go through that. I think a lot of podcasters go through that. We talk about com center, you know, it's a learning curve, right? And we're going to fuck up, and, and we're going to get yelled at, and we're going to want to quit, and we're going to want to, um, you know, throw in the towel, and, and and you know, but if you just keep at it, if you keep learning, then then you'll move on from those things. And so it happens to everybody, and and i so I I really do think that their intent was good, and what they did for me by sending me to remedial training, and what they were saying was like, look, we're trying to prove a point here, man, is that like you can't always gamble with what you think you know is right because you have great training and ground-to-ground fighting you've ne- you have not in all your uses of force Eric in your last 20 you haven't sprayed somebody you haven't mm-hmm. tased somebody all yeah. you do is punch them
2: you and have, you and punch them in the head
1: weapons. at some yeah. point you've got to learn that there are other ways to handle a problem and you can't just rely on your fist as a habit and you punching this guy and not shooting him was because you have a habit of saying how can i get out of this and instead of saying how to do it the right way which is shooting and killing this guy that's reaching for a gun that could kill me instead you just went straight to using your fist when that guy reached for that thing and you grabbed him by their dreads immediately and you shoved him on the ground that was your instinct you weren't thinking that was your instinct and your instinct should be Gun, gun, gun! Shoot, shoot, shoot! Because what if you grab that dread and it ripped out, and he didn't go to the ground? Well, that, well, what are you going to do now?
2: The question, you know? too, Eric, though, is is are we now a product of the same society of the, the, of the Sandra of the world? We are. In other words, like you're, you're like I know this is a gun. I know it's a gun, <laughs> and he's telling me it's a cell phone. So obviously he's lying to me, and I know it's a gun, and I know he can shoot, and I know he can kill me. But I got no choice but to whip his ass. Yeah. I can't shoot him because if it's yeah. not, then I'm taking the gamble. And they're telling you that you're gambling by not shooting him. Right. You're in a in a, a bloody conflict with the guy and you're you're conflicted over whether Uh, shooting him and finding out it was a cell phone is something that you can bear so uh, I I think this is the problem with headlines like he was blasted by a taser like it's it's slowing our reactions down and, and and you have to live off of the very muscle memory whether it's psychological or physical muscle memory that you just talked about
1: yep and 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 you know it's it's sad that we have to live and we have to second guess ourselves in this way but it's also sad that this guy thought And that that it was reasonable to try to pull out a stolen 380 which was actually stolen by a canine officer in the neighboring neighboring county his house was broken into and his secondary weapon which was a 380 it was an ankle gun uh was stolen from his house and uh you know um you know you know it's crazy to me um i right. right i'm gonna go through two more and these are two really important ones uh, and this is why i told the story at the beginning this is a re- this one happened out of richmond uh this guy's name is xavier hill on friday night the virginia state police uh in goochland county
2: oh i gotta visit goochland
1: i gotta visit goochland my goochland wife
2: shows up in your kids t- TikTok. i'm sure <laughs> i uh
1: i need some baby powder for my goochland I'm chafing on those morning walks um anyway this guy uh I, you know, i'm gonna skip all the details let me skip all the details and just read you this is a transcript that was provided by body camera footage and microphone footage which was provided. this was provided to the grand jury um and here it is exhibit two as the troopers approach the mercedes the state police dashboard video camera footage i'm not even gonna tell you why this guy was pulled over i don't want to poison your thoughts i don't want to i want you to just see it just how it is on the, on, the, on its face without even Tainting you into thinking he was right or wrong. Okay. Trooper, Layton, get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. These are transcripts from a microphone. Show me your hands. Do it now. Trooper Bone, Trooper Layton, get out of the car now. Trooper Bone, put your hands up. Trooper Layton, put your hands up. Let me see your hands. Trooper Bone, put your hands up. At approximately 505 minutes into the dashboard camera video, the operator of the Mercedes is seen extending his left arm. Most people are right handed. Left arm out of the open driver's side window, appearing to reach for the driver's door exterior handle. So he's using his left hand to open the door of the vehicle. Okay. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. My door doesn't open. Trooper Bone, put your hands up. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. Put your hands out the door and do it now. Put your hands out the door. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. He's got one hand out the window. All they're saying is put the other hand out there. At this point, the Mercedes driver, Xavier Hill, stretched his left hand out of the driver's side window. He looks to be reaching for the driver's door handle and keeps telling officers that his door will not open. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. My door doesn't open. Trooper Bone, put your hands up. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. Trooper Bone, put your hands out the door and do it now. Put your hands out the door. Xavier Hill, my door doesn't open. Let me tell you guys what's going on because this is between 5.05 and 5.08. This is seconds. 505 seconds 5 minutes and 5 seconds that's 3 seconds that's a lot of repetitive repetition let me tell you why there's a repetitive repetition anytime that you're going what we call code black which just means you're kind of losing control of a situation repetitive repetition is one of the things that automatically happens it's your body's automatic response to trying to figure out what's going it means you're your actions of your body are moving faster than what your brain can keep up with so the brain is saying what do i do next but the mouth just keeps repeating the same thing trying to buy the brain time both guys are doing it homeboy in the car doesn't know what to do so he keeps yelling i'm trying my door doesn't open my door doesn't open as he's physically trying to open the door with his left hand and it's probably because his hand his left arm is actually covering up the door lock because if you put your left hand out of a door and try to open it, your uh, elbow or the fat of the back of your arm is going to push the lock down and you're not going to be able to open. My door doesn't open. My door doesn't open. Why doesn't he say anything else? Because his brain is trying to think of something else that he wants to do, his fight or flight response. And so his body is just reacting. Both cop and suspect are doing the same thing. Put your hands out of the car. My door won't open. Put your hands out of the car. In three seconds, how many times did I read these transcripts? It keeps going. Put your hands out of the door. Stop moving. Oh, this is at five minutes and eight seconds, three seconds have passed. Uh, the operator of the Mercedes is seeing moving his left arm away from the exterior door handle and drawing it back inside of the Mercedes. We've still haven't seen his right hand. Put your hands out the door. Stop moving. Put your hands out the door. Put your hands out the window. Put your hands out the window he's reaching he's reaching he's reaching trooper bone stop reaching gun trooper layton he's got a gun 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 at five minutes and 15 seconds six seconds after all this uh he says shots are fired by the troopers in six seconds after this five uh six shots um are taken he's got a gun in his hands yeah i got you hey drop the gun he's next on that list Hmm. does that not coincide with what i started the story off with this morning just because you're saying that you're doing one thing doesn't mean you're doing that one thing
2: actions speak louder than words that's that's it's a very common principle
1: but all the headlines were while trying to get his door open he was shot and killed by police he wasn't shot and killed by police. Troopers removed a Smith & Wesson forty caliber handgun. The serial number comes back to a stolen firearm. The gun also had one in the chamber and had zero magazine.
2: Um, e- even the, the Justice for Xavier website? Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag. Hashtag, rest in pieces. Uh, um, say his name. A multi-jurisdictional grand jury unanimously came to the determination that the troopers were justified in using deadly force. Wow. Interesting. Um, and interesting. of course they 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 try to twist this into the investigation was overseen by Goochland Commonwealth's mm-hmm. attorney uh, D Michael Caldwell who was a former state trooper, right? So they're <laughs> they're trying to shut this is the point. It doesn't matter who's leading the green the grand jury. The point is that it made it to the grand jury. So you as America want justice for Xavier. Great. There's a process for that. These two troopers now have to live with the fact that they took a life. Now they have to live through the trials uh, or, or the indictment if they're indicted, just like the Oklahoma trooper from a couple weeks ago that, that you guys talked to. So he's having to live through that. He makes it through. The grand jury process, the grand jury says, you don't have enough. He was justified. The grand jury said that not, not the trooper who's now the attorney, not the troopers themselves, not just common folk who are sitting on a grand jury. And they said, no, he, he, he they had every right to kill him. Yeah. Uh, you can't reach for a gun in a
1: police presence after not obeying, especially if it's a trooper. Remember I told you, I'm giving you fair warning. Troopers don't fuck around, dude. They don't fuck around, man. They play by another set of rules. Don't ever fuck with a state trooper and think that you're not going to get your ass beat, whether it be justified or not. Fuck around with a state trooper. You're probably going to get your ass beat. Um, I'm going to do one more. One more because we could do this all day, but this one's a good yeah. one. Um, I, I This was this was uh, coming from Frederick, um, Frederick Cox. Um, and he was killed at a, oh, get this, at a gang member's funeral Mm. this is a funeral of a known gang member who had been murdered by another gang member when you got a whole bunch of dudes from one gang hanging out in the parking lot of a funeral home what do we call that what do we what if if you're a target rich environment for the for the rival gang dude i didn't even have to i didn't even have to articulate it and you got it yeah target rich environment baby if you if you're a scout if you're a recon guy if you're if you're a sniper of some sort and and you got a whole bunch of Taliban that are in the open uh in a you know with with no cover and no concealment and and you know there's five of them and one of you from a cover and concealed area target rich environment baby need you about to get you about to get some we're about to get that silver star
2: you're about to get a silver star dude let's go we're about to avenge the death of some you know what I mean Dude, the whole reason for the shooting probably to was... lay
1: some dudes down for Bush's nine eleven, man. <laughs> right. man <laughs> <Tank> um, <laughs> so of course you know these gang members think on the same the same levels we do this happened in North Carolina and so uh, some suspects from the rival gang show up to this funeral and uh and they take some shots and they start shooting 70 bullets are exchanged between both rival gang members the police officer that is responding to the incident rounds a corner as another man frederick cox rounds the same corner with a firearm in hand the police officer shoots him kills him and Hmm. what they say here is that after the toxic toxicity report um there was evidence of alcohol. Con- uh, there was no. I'm sorry. Let me be very clear. There was zero, no evidence of alcohol consumption or drug toxicity in this young man's is uh, young man's system. Um, and there was also no gun residue on his hand, so he had not been one of the ones shooting. And they say we call those to protect us, and the only people that get killed are the people killed by the police. And he didn't have anything to do with this. Um. Hmm. I don't know. You're at a you're at a gang member's funeral. Um. The police were there. Uh, the the police officer that was there that shot this guy was actually there on behalf of the family because the family was afraid that there was going to be gunshots, exchange of gunfire between these gang members. Why are, why minute. are we having a funeral for a gang member? out in the open in the parking lot if we know there's going to be a shooting unless we want there to be a shooting if you're afraid that you're going to get shot going to somewhere if the president of the United States shows up somewhere and he's often afraid that he's going to get shot or assassinated, well let's 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 even go one step further when Taylor Swift gets to a concert when she gets out of her vehicle at the venue where does she go
2: Uh, to her dressing room
1: straight to the green room straight to the dressing room she doesn't fuck around if you're at a, if, if you know that there's a threat why aren't we just going right into the building why are we meandering or mingling out in the parking lot when we know that there's a potential that the rival gang that when there's a threat that the rival gang might come and shoot us you play street games you win street consequences <laughs> how is this the cop's fault why are you bringing a gun well i mean that's a stupid question we all bring guns to funerals
2: and stuff like that, especially cops but you I don't just know. don't bring don't bring a gun to a gunfight. Basically. If
1: if you don't want to die in a gunfight, like for me, I think about it all the time. There's an active shooter and I've got a gun. Am I going to engage that active shooter or am I going to be afraid that I'm going to be seen as an active shooter? And so I've always played out the scenario in my brain that I've got to one, figure out how to keep that gun and con- concealed in such a way and make myself look like in such a way that I'm part of the solution and not a part of the problem. And if you're not thinking about that, sitting in church with your firearm, going to a funeral with your firearm, then when you die, you've got to know that there's a chance that you could. And I still, even after I've wargamed it a thousand times in my head, there's a great possibility that a cop's going to shoot me. Great possibility that another CCW guy is going to kill me. Could happen. When you engage in battle, <laughs> lots of shit can happen, dude.
2: Yeah. And if you don't think uh, gang violence is real, uh, you could just pick your head up from your hymnal and look forward and look at the casket like there's a reminder right in front of you that it's, it's pretty real
1: uh, corn pop says he's a bad dude yes you literally bring a gun everywhere and corn pop I hope you realize and I hope you understand that your days could be numbered man when you take that when you take that ownership when you take that responsibility to be a, a gun owner just know that 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 you could die by that same sword man and and you can't blame on cops you can't blame on anybody else because you're the one that chose to pick up that sword and if you don't carry a sword if you're not expecting to get sliced by it, say the same thing about Homeboy that was talking shit to every major politician and Greta Thornburg. You know, do I think that he was involved in some kind of sex cult, sex thing? He could have been, but like, don't don't think that you're not going to get that negative attention just because you run around. Talk. You start fucking with lions, dude. You're gonna get bit at some point. I don't know who it could be by, but you, you got to know. Like, I know, I know that me being a protector, I know that there is a higher probability of me dying on the street. Than my wife, because my wife's not a protector. My wife's like, "Oh, gunfight at the McDonald's? Not going there. Just fuck <laughs> right the off.
2: King, right?
1: I know if there's a gun battle going on at McDonald's, I'm probably more probably not going to try to get involved in it. Which means there's a great possibility I might go to jail because I might shoot the wrong person. It's a great probability I might get shot myself, you know. And there's a great probability I'm probably going to take somebody else's life. You gotta understand that those are all possibilities. And when that shit happens, like you take drugs into Russia and you fucking get sent to the gulag, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the choice you make, man. Carry a gun in your car, you gotta know that a cop's gonna ask you if there's a gun in the car. And if you decide to tell him that there is, you better have a plan on how you're gonna allow him to get that gun away from you without yourself getting shot. But Those are all the ingredients, man. I think this show was important today because it's supposed to be a morale booster, man. All these cops, all these cops have had to to deal with listening to these guys. but These guys aren't heroes. These guys are dirtbags. These guys are dirtbags doing dirtbag things and they're taking dirt naps for it. Don't fuck around and you won't find out. Don't do hood rat shit. Don't put a gun in your car. Don't have encounters needlessly with law enforcement officers. And when you do, try to make that encounter as least... Amount of time as possible. I hate getting stopped by the cops. I hate cops in general. I don't like the cops. I don't want to be pulled over some bullshit. I'm hardworking dude that owns three business trying to get ahead in life. Fuck you for pulling me over for accidentally speeding. When any mouse, I know you got to do a job. By the way, I'm generally being sarcastic, but even when I do get pulled over, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I don't tell them I was an ex-cop. I don't show off any badges. I don't do anything. I give them my license, my registration, I stay really, really quiet and I pay my ticket on time and I get the fuck out. I don't care if they're right or wrong. And you know what? I've only been pulled over once since I wasn't a cop. And I took it to trial and I got not guilty. And I said all about four words to the officer Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I don't believe I, I ran the red light, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, your court date's then? Yes, sir. I'll be there. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good day, sir. Be safe. Yes, sir. Wear your seatbelt. Yes, sir. That's all I said. And it worked out perfectly fine. I didn't say, yo, I was a cop. I didn't, you know what? And guess what? I didn't get a ticket for expired registration. Cause I got pulled over a couple days later for an expired registration. I was like, shit, I just got pulled over for running a red light. That's two times in one month I've been pulled over by police. So, guess what? Fixed my registration. And I haven't had to run in police since. That's been like four fucking years. And before yeah. that, it was like 10 years. So,
2: right. So um, you, you were no Philando Castile. The, the the tactical dude does have a great question here that he genuinely wants to know. What should I do for having my gun in my waist when being pulled over? It's never happened to me before. The uh, the, the easiest answer is 10 the and two on, on, the, on the steering wheel or on the dash. And the first words out of your mouth should be, I have a gun in my waistband, uh, you know, uh, which again is a projection of I'm not, I'm not in this to hurt you. I'm in this to protect me, but I, I, I've got a gun in here, officer. And, you know and just just follow the instructions from there which if we rewind a little bit to Philando Castile don't you think him having a gun in his waistband should have been the first thing out of his mouth first thing but but it, it wasn't and that's that's uh, you know the rest is history well there so, it is
1: boys hope you guys learned something from this today I hope you police officers or, or first responders are motivated that there are people like Drew and I that got your bags man we see through the bullshit. we spread the word about the bullshit. And uh, for those of you who are not first responders, don't do dirtbag things, man. Uh, I know we all fuck up, right? But uh, just don't fuck up so bad that you end up uh, getting on the phone booth uh, at your local New York City art exhibit um, at the hands of
2: some white dude from Israel. No, I, ran. Uh, I ran. I ran. I, I would rather hand you a, a birthday card and a gift card to like Zaxby's or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then
2: then then listen to your Hey, I mean, can anybody a leave
1: booth? a message? Go leave a message, man. If you don't agree with us, or you I I think it's
2: like one 800 birthday project or something. It is. Yeah, it's 1 800
1: birthday project. Go leave a fucking, go leave a voicemail, man. In solidarity, dude. Pour one out. Yeah. I'm not going to be
2: disrespectful.
1: For everybody in the live chats, Bosco Watri, Michael Hendrix, Skinwalker, Sarah Kelch, salamander 2.0. Uh I saw Amber HHH up in this mug. Uh, lots of people up in here, man. M, Tactic cool Dude, Jeff Shearer, Nijkin, Man, those are a lot of paid subscribers. Corn Pop, it's always good to have you in here, Corn Pop. Dimitri Lidovska, thank you so much. Uh, okay, but why is weed illegal anymore? It's a joke. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't know if anybody here got shot by weed. Um, and maybe I missed something else in the chats, but uh, Jake Farm, Jake from State Farm, Nijkin, my favorite uh, Netherlands guy. Um, or greenland wherever he's from just kidding just kidding uh dead like media who provided a lot of the research for today's show elijah my beautiful wonderful producer he's awesome uh guys until next time this has been failure to stop breakdowns with drew breezy and eric Tanzi. guns up giddy up guns up